0: I always like the beginning of a new year, and I realize we're already here January 12th and some of you have already given up on a resolution or two, but, uh, but here we are uh, in a new year, in a new decade, and I'm excited about this year, I'm excited about this decade uh, that's in front of us, and when I think about 2020, it's obvious that 2020 vision uh, is what is the picture that is in front of you. Your vision. The Bible says without a vision, people perish or they or they cast off restraint. In other words, something about a vision, the picture you have of what you're trying to build toward, what you want to see accomplished in your world, maybe your walk with God, maybe your health, uh, maybe your marriage, maybe your finances, maybe friendships, just whatever is, is in your heart and but what i want to to really point out to us this morning is this our future is in front of us so whatever the past has held it's over and we have got to we have got to move forward with some sense of direction for our life a vision that's taking us somewhere and our church is committed to forward to fresh into the future everybody say forward, forward. Fresh, fresh future that we're, we're there that's that's where we're headed where we look back and we're grateful for the past um, and I think it is sometimes good to look back and be grateful for God's faithfulness and, and, to, and to keep that kind of mentality alive inside of us but I also think that it's really important to look forward and get on purpose about creating future. Fresh, forward, future. Uh, I came across this quote the other day. I thought it was so good. This lady named Rebecca Ray. She said, I don't know what the future is going to look like, but I do know that the one you participate in creating will look very different to the one you let happen to you. <laughs> That's some good thinking right there. And, and so, uh, so somehow we've got to go, where am I headed with my life? Where am I headed with my calling? Where, where am I going? And I, we always know based on God's faithfulness of the past that we can expect future faithfulness. There's one thing I love about God is God's eternally the same, but also eternally fresh. And you never exhaust all there is to know about God, about walking with God. And uh, one of my favorite uh, verses in Scripture, Isaiah 43, 18, in the message, I love it. Forget about what's happened and, uh, and don't keep going over old history, but be alert be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. Everybody say, "There it is." There it is. I'm making a road through the desert, rivers in the badlands. Ever felt like you've been in the badlands? So, during the as we were celebrating our 30th year as a church, um, we kind of went on this journey. Of, of wanting to stay connected with who we are, but also looking for new ways to say it and new ways to live it and new ways to show it. And we're evaluating in this last year what was tr- what's true to the core of our church, but also finding how, to, how do we keep it fresh and how do we keep moving forward and how do we keep creating uh, our future? And one of the things that we talked about in the whole journey was new seasons need new language, and new seasons need new looks, and new seasons need new strategies. There's language that belongs to another season, and there are looks that belong to another season. And what looked good in one season does looks pretty dated and stale, right, and Look and language are, are powerful things. So through all of that, uh, we kind of came up with a new uh, approach to our logo and our look and uh, our slogan for our church, which, which was love God, lift people, change the world, which is still what we are, really. But uh, we kind of went after this idea, here for better. Everybody say here for better. And I want to encourage you, one, uh, we're, gonna, we're giving these away uh, to Next Steps. It's a little bumper sticker. Put it on your car. It looks so good. I put this on my car. It is the color of the New Orleans Saints. I'm sorry. It just happened. It just happened. You know, don't question the ways of God. It just happened that way. But uh, get a bumper sticker and put it on your car and just spread the word. But uh, I, just, I just believe with all my heart that, that Jesus makes people's lives better. Amen. He, he just does. We're here for better. I, I believe that whatever your past has been, God has a better day ahead for you. He's got, he's got better on his mind. God has plans for better for you. And our church is very um, committed to the idea of helping people find a relationship with Jesus that would, that would get them to spend eternity in heaven. But we're also extremely interested in the quality of your life on this side of heaven, right? And, and I'm, I'm convinced that God coming into our world gives us a better life on earth, as it is in heaven. So we're not just interested in getting people to heaven, we're interested in getting heaven to people. So, uh, I believe what when, when, when your life is full of peace, that's a better life. And when your life is full of joy, that's a better life. When, when your life is full of love, that's a better life. When your life is full of faith, that's a better life. Anybody here today? If if your life is full of godly confidence, that's a better life. Here for better. Everybody say "Here here for better. And truthfully, being vitally connected to your church makes your life better. Because we is better than me. What we can do together is far greater than I could ever do alone. And I, I, I'm convinced that church is not just a restaurant to go to and consume. Church is a family to belong to. That means if you're part of the family, you just don't eat dinner and walk away, sometimes you wash the dishes too. Come on, somebody... I know somebody's thinking, Lord, let him hear the pastor today. (laughs) I can get better. You can get better. Turn and look at your neighbor and say, you can get better. Life can get better for you. Because if you get better, life gets better. We're waiting for circumstances to change, but what makes life better is when we change. When our mindset and our attitude and our perceptions start to change, when we get better, life gets better. With, with, with God, there is always hope for a better day. As a church, we can get better as people we can live better I'm talking about here for better we can make things better and what I want the hallmark of our church to be one of them is that every environment that we walk into we're here to make things better we're not here to cause trouble (laughs) we're here to make it better when we go to work, we're here to make it better. When we go to the house, we're here to make it better. When we go to church, we're here to make it better. We're here to make Asheville a better place. Every, every time I'm away and I tell people I live in Asheville, they go, ooh, you, you are lucky. <laughs> I say, yes, I am. And, and the truth is, our ability to, to make things better. We're not doing this in some kind of effort to earn God's approval. We're, we, oh, we can get better because we're certain of God's approval. Right? So, wherever you are and whatever has happened for you or against you. No matter how many mistakes you've made. Anybody make a mistake in 2019? Come on. You're not willing to raise your hand right now. You're making a mistake. No matter how many mistakes you've made, God has plans for better. We're, we're here for better. So, so part of all this was uh, to kind of look at two rock church, what we would call core brand promises, and one of those is all together, and I spent several weeks talking about us all together, and how much the Bible calls us to live a together life. Uh, but today, we're, we're in a series, and by the way, Jeremiah did a great job last week kicking off this series, but we're in, we're in a series now called, uh, called, hello, what is it called? Pursue Always. One thing that you will find about our church is that we are never going to settle. Uh, we're going to pursue God always. We're going to stay fresh in our relationship with God. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to keep growing ourselves. And we're going to be encouraged and sometimes even challenged to develop ourselves and develop people around us. We're going to give everything our very best. We're going to live in the pursuit of excellence. Because excellence in one season is not excellence in the next season. Excellence is a progressive journey. And we're committed to excellence because we actually care. Like, it matters to us. And, and we give it our very best. We're always in pursuit of God's best for ourselves and for the people in our life. We're, we're living a life of pursuit. Always. Because we, because we recognize there's no arrival. You, some people still get stuck. I get stuck on this sometimes. When I get there, I'll be happy. I'll be satisfied. I'll be content. When I get there. So some, some some off in the future there. But the truth is, once you get there, you're going to find that you're going to need another there. And you and I have got to learn how to embrace the now if we're going to walk in God's best for our life. So the reason we're in pursuit always is because it's, it's a journey. Life is a highway. I think there's a song about that. I don't know it well enough to sing it. Even if I knew it well enough, I couldn't probably sing it. But it's, life, it's a journey. It's a story. And you're in one place in the story right now. And that is not, you haven't arrived you're, you're, in, you're in one place when they do the movie of our life. We're just in one scene right now. Where, where you are now is just a snapshot. It's just a frame in the movie. And that's why we always keep telling people, God has a plan for better. Tomorrow is going to be a better day. The path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter. Till the full day, we go from glory to glory, from strength to strength, from faith to faith, blessing to bless. Come on, somebody with me this morning, nine fifteen. So, uh, the passage that we're going to work out of for the next few weeks uh, is Philippians chapter three, and Apostle Paul is writing this, and he says, verse twelve. Not that I have already obtained or have already become perfect, but I press on in order that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as are perfect, have this kind of attitude. And if anything, you have a different attitude, God will reveal that also to you. In other words, Paul is saying, if you think different than what I'm telling you, you're wrong. (laughs) However, let us keep living... By that same standard to which we've already attained. Today I want to talk about this idea. How to have a pursue always attitude is this. I haven't arrived yet. Philippians 3.12. Let me just read those verses again. 12 and 13. Not that I've already obtained or have already become perfect. Brethren... I don't regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, reaching forward to what lies ahead. You know, when you think about the Apostle Paul, at this time in his life, his accomplishments were pretty vast. Uh, It would be easy for you to look at him or for him to look at his own life and think, this guy's arrived. I mean, he had, he had the right pedigree. He had the best education that was possible in his day. Uh, he writes about himself in Philippians 3, 4. He says, If anyone else has a mind to put confidence in the flesh, I far more circumcised the eighth day of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin. In other words, he was born on the right side of the religious track, (laughs) a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to the righteousness which is in the law, found blameless. That's a pretty big statement. I don't I don't think any of us would have the nerve to say found blameless. And he's writing this really in perspective of saying none of this counts because I count it all as as poo-poo. That's the Greek word. It's dung, but... Compared to the righteousness that I get when I have a relationship with Jesus. But, I mean, here is a guy, he has planted churches all around the world. He has been on evangelistic tours he has he has endured hardship in all kinds of ways. I mean he's been in shipwrecked, he's been bitten by snakes he's, I mean the guy has been through everything He has he, he wrote half the New Testament the, we see stories in the book of Acts, where he was multilingual. He just could switch language. Hola, Isabel, como esta? I mean, he, that's my eighth grade Spanish, and that's as far as it goes. Thank you. All right. But he was far beyond that. But he's saying this. I don't even think close to I've arrived. And this. To live with a pursue-always attitude isn't like, oh, I can never be satisfied. To live with a pursue-always attitude is a realization, I have not arrived yet. I don't don't think I've got it together yet. It really is quite the opposite. It is a realization, I've got a lot to learn. the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. And, and the beauty of realizing that I have a lot to learn is that there's more I don't know than what I do know. In other words, everything you know is a speck. It's a dot. I always use this illustration, right? Somebody says, I don't believe there's a God. It's like, of everything that can be known, how much do you know? If you're honest and fair, you go, just a dot in this huge sphere of all that can be known. Maybe God exists in the other areas (laughs) that you don't know. But anybody that has any kind of self-awareness realizes there's a whole lot that I don't know yet. That means... My future is bigger than my past because I can discover a whole lot more. That's, this is actually the title of my message today. Our future is bigger than our past. And what I, what I intend to do today is to encourage faith in you for your future that you realize you have not arrived yet and that's a good thing to realize I know some people they look at their life and they go wish I was farther along than I am right now guess what we all think that but a recognition that I've built this life that I have right now out of the little bit that I know and there's so much more I could know, and my future is found in what I don't know yet, because what I've already known has built the life I have now. Our future is way bigger than our past. Uh, I read a great book several years ago. As a matter of fact, I liked it so much, I took our whole team through it. Uh, Carol Dweck, who is a a Stanford psychologist, wrote a book called Mindset. And she contrasts mindsets, a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. And her observations were that a fixed mindset is I am what I am. That's all that I am. Uh, This is all that I'm going to know. This is my lot in life this is who I am, and that we're all being graded. So if we fail at anything, we get an F. So instead of recognizing, oh, I failed, we take it as an identity and go, oh, I'm a failure. So what happens when you start thinking like that is you avoid anything that makes it look like you don't know. It does. You avoid things that, that make it look like, I don't have it all together. And a fixed mindset will stick you into living the same year over and over and over again. And while the world moves on, and the kingdom of God moves on, and life moves on, people find themselves stuck with a fixed mindset. But a growth mindset says failure is just simply an opportunity to grow. Guess what? I just found out what I don't know. And instead of labeling ourselves as a failure, we just recognize I happened to fail. I think one of my early leadership mistakes was thinking to be a good leader I have to always be right you can ask my wife about this (laughs) she'll be glad to tell you some stories (laughs) because in my mind I thought if you're a good leader you know the right thing to do and what I've realized is that the only way you're ever gonna grow as a leader, as a person, as a husband, as a wife, as a follower of Jesus, in business, is you got to recognize there's a whole lot of things that I don't know. And I don't, I don't even pretend to think that I know everything. Because you can get stuck defending what you think is right and not be open to learn something new. I love the Mark Twain quote. He says, what gets us into trouble is not what we don't know, it's what we know for sure that just ain't so. I don't think every believer can comfortably live in this growth mindset world because you are loved by God no matter what you do or don't do, what you know or don't know, no matter how mistake prone you are or not, and in and almost in the bubble of the love of God, you can grow. You don't have anything to prove. In the bubble of accepted. Now, everybody might not accept you, but Jesus does. Everybody might not accept you and like you, but can I just tell you, Jesus, He likes you. In yeah. and, and the bubble of God knows you completely, you can become everything God has created you to be. Am I preaching this okay? God loves you just like you are right now. You're not going to do something that's going to make him love you more. But he also loves you enough to not leave you just like you are right now. I'm so glad that 18-year-old Kirk Bowman, dedicated pothead, walked into a church and God loved me just like I was. But I'm also grateful He didn't leave me just like I was. And a, a clear grasp of the fact that we we haven't arrived, we haven't obtained is going to keep us teachable. I, I've I've got a good attitude, but I could have a better attitude. Uh, we've, we've yet to develop the thinking or the attitude or the behavior that could take us to the next level. You, you have developed what you have to get to this point. Good for you. The devil has tried to take you out, but here you are in church, January 12, 2020. Shame the devil. Come on. And so be grateful. <laughs> You've made it this far. But a pursue always can kind of attitude says i got a lot to learn. I'm going to stay teachable. This doesn't mean that I don't know anything. It just means I don't know everything. So if you, if you want to go to the next level, here's what I know. You're going to have to have some new thoughts. You're going to have to have some new ideas. You're going to have to have some new attitudes. You're going to have to have some new behavior. And I want to encourage everybody to be be hungry enough. Be humble enough. Be teachable enough to change your mind, to change your attitude. I always love the beginning of years. I don't know why, it just feels different. I mean, I know we could change at any time, but I just think it would be great for us to bring a 2020 mindset into our world. And in other words, what was good for 1990 is good for 1990 but not for now. What was good for 2010 was good for 2010 but not for now. What was good for 2019 was good for 2019 but not for now. What would happen if you would say I haven't arrived yet and I'm going to I'm going to get better? In my marriage, no matter how long you've been married, no matter how short you've been married, what, what, if, what if we would say, I've got to walk with God, but I'm, I'm going to go 2020 on my walk with God? What if you've got a handful of friends, but God wants to put other friends, better friends, more friends into your life? What if the way you've handled money has got you to this point, but there's a, there's a better way? There's a higher way that you can handle your finances. What, what if whatever ministry and every person has one, the way you handled ministry in 2019, what if you just said, I'm going 2020? What if the way you do business? In other words, I'm saying your future is bigger than your past because there's so much more you could know, you could learn, you could step into the 2020 you, the 2020 thinking, 2020 schedule, 2020 habits, 2020 relationships. And I'm just I'm just big on this idea right now that we need to build an altar Around this stage of our life, around this stage of our church. And I want to pray with you this morning. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Father, I believe that the future ahead of us is so much greater than our past has ever been. You are the God who sees, the God who can help us to see. And I'm praying for every person in this room, Lord. That our hearts would be open, our hearts would be teachable, our hearts would be hungry, but we'd be humble enough, God, to reach, to pursue always, to recognize I haven't even come close to arriving yet. With every head bowed and every eye closed, it's the beginning of a brand new year. Couldn't be a better time for you to surrender your life in a real way to Jesus. Maybe you've maybe you've never Just said yes to the Lordship of Jesus over your life. I would love to pray with you. Let's start that journey. Maybe you're here today and you know that you definitely were closer to the Lord in the past than you are now. But things have gotten stale or you've drifted or something's happened and now is your time. Come on, let's get back to a fresh relationship with Jesus. Or maybe you just feel unsure. You don't have a sense of confidence your relationship with God. I just want to pray with you. It's a moment right now for you to open your heart to this God who loves you, to this God who has incredible plans for your life. If that's you, you say, Pastor, would you pray with me? I want you to lift your hand real high and just say, yes, I want to surrender to Jesus. Yes, I need to come back to him. Yes, I want to know for sure. God bless you right here. Come on all over the room. Just lift your hand real high. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Come on, this this isn't anything to be ashamed of. This is a moment just to be open. Come on, you be honest. Just in this moment, just be honest enough to go, I I know if I were to to, uh, describe my relationship with Jesus, it's not what I would want. There can be more. Is there anybody else that says, Pastor, include me in this prayer. Thank you so much. Let's pray this together. This for everybody to pray together. It really is for those who lifted their hands, but I love it when we all pray this together. Everybody say, Lord Jesus, I love you. I need you. I want you in my life as my Lord. I know I've sinned, but I come to the cross where you have paid the price for forgiveness. Thank you for a fresh start and a new beginning as I surrender to you. Help me become the person you created me to be. Amen, amen.